Welcome to Execute Chapter 66, a Star Wars fiction podcast where we discuss canon, legends, and beyond. Tonight we are going to talk about The Force Unleashed by Sean Williams, and we'll probably also talk about The Force Unleashed, the video game, as well quite a bit. My name is Beth Van Dusen, and with me as always are Ryan Schweck and Chad J. Shonk. Over to you first, Chad. This is your reminder that this is a book club and not a review show. We're going to spoil this book and this game and everything related to The Force Unleashed. Uh, over the course of our conversation, we may spoil anything else Star Wars. So that has been your spoiler warning. Ryan, anything going on? Well. Obviously, our big surprise over the past couple of weeks is we got the Bad Batch Season 3 trailer. And I guess somehow I missed it, but it's coming out in three weeks. Um, yeah. I don't know how I missed that date. Uh, I don't think course, we knew that. Yeah. No, I, we did not know that. <laughs> they were just like, here it comes. And of course, the big surprise at the end of the trailer is Ventress is back. Um, what, of course, has been really funny to watch is... With her, with her bitching blonde hairstyle. Yeah. <laughs> so Star Wars, and I appreciate this, very smartly when they release the trailer, in the article, the producer says, look, this goes along with Dark Disciple. We are not oh. taking it out of canon. This is in canon with Dark Disciple. Really? They put it out in the article that they put the trailer in. And of course, yeah. the they Star Wars. Their, they put it on their Instagram. They, they put it everywhere. And oh, of I course, just watched the trailer. I didn't even see an article. Yeah. yeah. Every fan, of course, went to the comments to immediately say, Besides, Ventures died and Dark Disciple. <laughs> like, they literally put it out everywhere that Dark Disciple is still in Canaan and that she they were following. still die in Dark Disciple. Christine Golden, uh, the author of Dark Disciple, was excited about it. I mean, the end of Dark Disciple is literally him taking her to Dathomir and putting her in weird Night Sister water. Like, those people's whole deal is that they come back from the dead or reanimate people. They do yeah. love them some zombies. They do. Just maybe she'll come back with a bow and arrow. Like those <laughs> dang ones in stupid Fallen Order. But the rest of the trailer, you know, looks great. Ten episodes, they'll release two the first night. Um, yeah, we're going to see what happens. I don't know. I'm kind of glad that they're going to get it going and get it over with. We're not over with, but you know, I know you make it sound negative. <laughs> yeah, not negative. I'm just ready to see the end. Cause I really am curious what's going to happen. Like it's not going to be good. <laughs> I mean, it's not going to be fun. It's, it's going to yeah. be good. I'm sure it's going to be good. It's not going to be fun. Yeah. I saw crosshair in the trailer, you know, in Mount Tannis, and I was like, oh, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he looks real rough. Yeah, not not doing well. Um, really, the only other news, you know, the Hasbro had their first Stars Pulse Con of the year, and being Hasbro, they, they disappointed as they always do. All we got was the Destroyer Droid, which we knew was going to come, um, a Phase 1 Trooper, which we had already seen, uh, the... Ahsoka show Tarkin, 
Thrawn. Which Thrawn, sorry. I'm looking at yeah. reading something off my paper. Thrawn, yeah, sorry, Thrawn. Um, which looks fine, you know. And then it they, looks vastly, vastly different from the Thrawn that I already own. It does. It does. I was kind of like looking at my shelf and I was like, I just don't like the Harris next to each other look okay. Or not even next to each other. They're on different shelves, but they're near each other. And like those aren't that different. But yeah, this one and the comic Thrawn that came out looks definitely a Mads Mickelson or a Lars Mickelson Thrawn. It, It does look just like him. It does. It does. Uh, but no key him on Monday, which I don't understand what happened to this figure they announced forever ago. Um, and of course, they announced the single pack battle droid, super battle droid for, I guess, just like not even a month after they did the two pack. Like all these suckers that bought that two pack that really wanted to reenact that scene from Attack of the Clones. I'm sure not real happy now. But yeah, that's about it. What's going on in the comics? Just two books since we last talked. Uh, we had Star Wars High Republic Adventures, number two. Uh, good news, Lula and Zine are back together. They've been reunited. So that's all happy. And then we got Dr. Afra number 40, which turns out to be the last issue of Dr. Afra. It, at least for now. It says Afra, at the end, it says Afra will return. So we know that, you know, and there's been rumors of other series. Yeah, it's it's interesting. They seem to be doing a reboot without having announced it. Yeah, they're just shutting down these books. Like we talked last time that we know Soul is off Star Wars after 50. Bounty Hunters really kind of quietly ended. Like there was no announcement yeah. that it was over, but it just nope. was. Yeah, Af- Afra just ended. Afra, this was like The Walking Dead for me. I was just reading it and all of a sudden it was over. God, that was still one of the greatest comic book things that's ever happened. I wasn't reading it at the time, but I bet it was. I mean, it was dumbfounded. And I feel I remember poor Dave got spoiled without knowing. And I I felt bad for him. Somebody spoiled it for him. But yeah, I mean, and we kind of talked before, you know, there was an Afro comic that came out in a system, in an ordering system for comics. Now, Star Wars denied that that was real, but that was also, they hadn't announced that Afro was ending. Yeah. And it's called yeah. Dr. Afro bounty hunter, which I think is interesting. Yeah, no, I mean, that's what I just assumed when I got to the end, but it, it does say Dr. Afro will return. It ends on kind of a positive note. She's kind of happy. She's with Sana and things are good. That won't last. That, that No, it won't last. <laughs> that last in like series. The question is, is Alyssa Wong still going to be on it? when it comes back. So she said, I'll be curious. Cause you know, and, and when we get to the first middle grade, higher public book is Alyssa Wong. I wonder if they're moving her over to the books, kind of like soul did, but that, that's it for comics. Just two books. All right. Well, before we get into the main topic of the night, I thought since we were at the beginning of the year and we've got our various star Wars newses, and lists of things that are happening this year, we should talk about what we're looking forward to. And yeah, probably we're going to have a lot of similarities here, but let's just kick it off. Chad, 
what's something you are very much looking forward to in Star Wars this year? Well, I didn't know until last week's news that we were getting Tales of the Jedi this year. So that makes me very excited um, because I didn't think we were going to get an animated show. They've come for Bad Batch 2 and Tales yeah. of the Jedi will be this year. Oh, yep. Bad Batch will be this year too? Yeah, yeah. Okay. we're getting four shows. Bad They're Batch, both on my list. Jedi, Acolyte, and Skeleton Crew. Yes. Andor's been pushed to 25. Yep. Yeah, no, I knew that about Andor. Um, but uh, I didn't know about, I didn't know either of the animated shows. So so right now it's probably Tales of the Jedi. Um, Book-wise, it's just all the High Republic stuff coming. Well, we have the living force. That's what I say. Look, here's the most yeah. important thing that's going to come out in Star Wars, I, possibly in the last 20, 25 years. With the living force, now that we know that chapters are told from Jedi's point of view, that means we're going to get a whole chapter of Plukoon. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm looking forward to the book. I'm looking, I'm looking forward to the book. I'm There's high points in the literature. There's the Odyssey. All right. There's, you know, all the works of Mark Twain. Right. And now, whatever, whatever it is. Do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can pretend you've read that one Wallace book everybody says. They Infinite Jest. Infinite Jest. <laughs> yeah. The book you buy to impress people with. And The Living Force, chapter whatever it is, starring Flukoon. It's going to be great. Can't wait. Yeah. I mean, we don't have much when it comes to books, though, right? Well, I mean, we've got some High Republic, but other than that, not really much that the I've only seen. other thing we have besides Living Force that isn't High Republic is Glass Abyss, the Mace Windu yeah. book. Mace Windu yeah. book. I, I don't know that I'm upset about it only being High Republic because I'm really ready for this phase of the High Republic. I think we're going to get more. Like, I don't think they've announced a big slate yet. Um, I think in a couple of weeks, we'll start filling in some other books for later in the year. Yeah, um, so here's a question. 25th anniversary of Phantom Menace. They they didn't announce the Return of the Jedi from a certain point of view until pretty late. Do you think mm-hmm. we're going to get one, or do you think they're going to wait? I think they'll do it. They're not going to wait. Um, you know, like we've said, with Living Force, Glass Abyss, the comics they've confirmed, and now the toys are pushing Phantom Menace. Like, they haven't branded it yet, but I think it's coming. It does seem to be what they're celebrating this year. That was my big question mark, was do do we get a Phantom Menace from a certain point of view? And do we get a re-release in theaters? Because I'd totally go see it in theaters again. Uh, no. No? <laughs> no. I don't think so. I don't think so. I'd go see it though. That pod race in theater rules. <laughs> I saw it. I saw it when they put it out in 3D. The 3D. Yeah. Yeah. Pod race was awesome. They they promised they were getting, Lucas was going to do all of them in 3D. Remember? Uh-huh. He was going to do all thing. of them. And uh, I still have my 3D glasses, my Darth Maul 3D glasses from, uh, <laughs> from that, from that screening that I stole. Um, uh, yeah. And they never did it, but uh, I mean, I'd go see it, but I, I don't want to yeah. I'm really looking forward to Acolyte too. Like to finally get some live action High Republic. See Vern and Burry in real life. 
That's going to be fun. Yeah, that was one of my, that's actually my top one for the year because I'm just super excited to finally see some High Republic outside of comics and books. I, I really want some other media with High Republic. And it just makes sense that they're, they're going to pour some more money into the High Republic because it's doing well. So hopefully it, hopefully it comes off because I would like them to keep doing it. Yeah, I'm a little concerned about the show itself, but um, but I don't know anything about it other yeah. than it's got Vernestra in it. So um, besides that, I, I don't know much about it. So um, Skeleton Crew is a bit of a question mark. Yeah, I know it's coming out this year, but I don't know. They've given us very little. Yeah. I mean, the biggest thing I've seen about it is they're going full Amblin. So, I mean, yeah, they have said like the kids will have bikes. They're like hover bikes and they're Ooh, like a have... look at book above head. Yeah. Well, that was my first <laughs> concern. And like, I mean, they were talking like, yeah, what did they say? It was bikes. Is it flashlights? Flashlights. And something else. And that's how they're like. Right. Priming it up. I, who knows? Yeah. I think that's the biggest question is, can they pull it off? It'll be cool if they can. Like, yeah, I like a good, Kids on a mission movie. Kids on bikes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm still a Stranger Things fan, even though yeah. people some people have gotten tired of it. I'm still a fan. So. No, I still like it. Even though they're uh, not going to be kids when we get the next season. True. <laughs> the Stranger yeah. Things will be like, how to pay your light bill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. How to navigate health insurance. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The real scary shit. What is it? Season four? Is that what we're on? Yeah, yes. it'll be Stranger Things, uh, season five, where the upside down is your mortgage. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're getting there. They're getting there. They did say there's going to be a time jump. So. Well, there has to be. Yeah, there just has to, there has to be. They've all grown a foot and a half. It's like when they took, uh, took Walt off of Lost, they had to. Because he came back as an adult. I, I also found when digging through stuff coming out this year, Dark Forces is being remastered and coming out this year. Yep. Yeah, that should be fun. And it's coming out on consoles I own. It's coming out for Switch and Xbox One, so I can play a Star Wars game again. And after having play a really, played, really old Star Wars game again. <laughs> well, I mean, I played KOTOR on my uh, Kindle when they brought it out on Kindle and that was terrible. So it's got to be an improvement over that. And it wasn't even remastered. Yeah, this is a remaster. But, uh, and I, I prefer a full remaster. I, I will take a full remaster on an old game. Like game studios need to stop remaking games that are new. Like the last of us didn't need to be remastered. It's only 10 years old. The last of us, the last of us two is getting remastered. It's <laughs> For- not. It's well, not not, not remastered, but it's getting upgraded for PS5. Slightly updated graphics. Slightly updated Thanks. graphics for Thanks, the PS5. Guys. Yeah. Now they are remastering the Phantom Menace game. If you really want to play the Phantom Menace game again, Alex <laughs> Alex streamed it. Alex streamed it on Star Wars Explained YouTube channel the other night. Did he? Yeah, I'll he streamed. He streamed. Yeah, yeah, I'll have just, to look at it. Like, yeah, he streamed it. <laughs> he did. He did stream it. Um, I. But speaking of games, though, I am looking forward to Outlaws. If that's something we get this year, I I, I I like a good open world game. Um, 
I have the same problem where sometimes I don't finish them, but I finished GTA five. So maybe wait, you gave me crap for never finishing Skyrim. Come on now. (laughs) That's the biggest game there is. Oh, I finished Skyrim. Like there's an end to that game. I just hear about people playing it. There (laughs) is no end to that game. As far as I can tell, you just wander around forever. Now there's a story. I know there's a story, but I haven't found a lot of it. Oh yeah, no, I, I finished very hard. Yeah, exactly. No, if you stick, you can, you can get through Skyrim pretty quick if you just stick to the story. I'm but. saying if Outlaws really does give you like all the choices and you can do whatever you want to, I'm going to become a spice dealer. <laughs> That's my plan. <laughs> I'm going to be running spice all over the place, like real spice. It's going to be great. We'll see if they'll let you do that. Yep. We'll Death see. sticks. I'm just going to become a scumbag drug dealer. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how 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 wide open it's going to be as far as um, what you're able to do and your professions and your jobs and all that stuff. But I, I don't know how many world. I I hope they include enough worlds that I feel like I'm. Now I did know apparently it takes place during the original trilogy. I yeah. can't remember which two it's if it's between if it's after Hope or if it's after Empire, but it's set there. Well, we'll find out when you go to Jabba's palace if he's got Han on the wall. Yeah, yeah. Then you'll then know. A, then it's after Empire. Technically, after War of the Bounty Hunters. As I was saying, maybe you can jump in the War of the Bounty Hunters and see <laughs> Kira. Oh, maybe Kira's in it. Yeah, I, I think it looks neat, and um, and I I have great memories of playing Star Wars Galaxies, their MMO from twenty years ago. <laughs> I guess now, 15 years ago, more than that. Um, All right. I've seen so. cutscenes recently of a game. Is Galaxies the one with the twins? Have you seen this? There's some Star Wars game where, like, there's twins and one seems to be light and one's dark. It's some game. I don't know why I've seen videos of it recently. Uh, I don't remember. I don't know. Could be, could also, was it the KOTOR game? Or just the Old Republic? I mean. I, I think it might be. Yeah, I, I the, the Old Republic is a big game because every single class has a different, yes, a different treat has a different experience. That is it because in the comments yeah. people are talking like I played as a Sith Inquisitor and I played as this and that. Yeah, that is it. yeah, that's 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 the Old Republic. And when you when you play the and so like to see everything in that game, you have to play every class. And start over. Oh, that sounds exhausting. Over over again. That just gives and, me a headache. Yeah, no. I played as two classes and I was done. I played as an Imperial agent and as a smuggler. And I played a little bit as a Jedi and then I was done. Well, the the offline non-MMO stuff, that the RPGs that they've done before, like even KOTOR, I get it. You have to have a story, but it never felt like a true RPG because you never get to make enough significant choices that it feels like it affects the story because the story is the same no matter what because of all the scripted stuff they have to do so it would be it'd be cool if you could actually have like obsidian is doing now with their rpgs you know the the choices you make really do actually affect stuff instead of just you can make some choices but it'll just determine who you piss off and that's it what else do we have coming just that's about it right yeah i mean not a lot, the ma- and even the, yeah, ma- the Mace Windu, Mace Windu book, and really High Republic this year is spaced out. It's not 
the kind of glut of everything at once that we got with uh, phase one and I, I think we got spoiled in phase one though and I don't mind them spacing it out a little bit because I am it's going to be frustrating between books but I am just so excited for this next phase that I just I don't mind that that's the majority of the content we're getting this year so so far I mean it's it's January we can't really get too like pissy about not having enough stuff they pop things up all the time so I, I don't know. I'm just, I want to see Vern get to the planet. I want to see her get the, the being that's going to come save them all. <laughs> you want to, you want to live out Ryan's theories. I was saying, Nick, we've made up that entire thing. And <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. For once Ryan's theories in this are fairly sound. Not like that Plo Koon nonsense. <laughs> just wait for the living force. We'll find out all about his picture's awfully small on that cover. I'm just saying. So what do we think? We think it's going to be a good year or is it kind of a mediocre year? I don't know. I, I guess it doesn't like, depend on how the shows are. Well, I, I can't see the bad batch or tales of the Jedi being bad. I feel no. like the bad batch, bad batch is going to stick the landing. They are on the trajectory. They just have to, finish it out yeah it'll be sad and upsetting (laughs) yeah yeah and we'll want to cut our wrists when it's over yeah but uh it'll be good um same with tales of the jedi but the acolytes in unknown quantity yeah this year to me seems kind of like a rest like they're you're getting a rest from mandalorian from ahsoka all this big stuff that's going on there's not going to be any movies and then 2025 is going to hit hard because you'll get the Mando movie and or will be back. Like, and or will be back. Yeah. yeah, I think they're this is the reset. And or shooting, right? Uh, yes. And or is done shooting. They finished. Oh, wow. Like two days ago. Oh, OK. Mm-hmm. We're just not going to see it till 2025. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's probably principal shooting. Who knows? I guess Andor doesn't use the volume that much, but. Vader is ready for his secret apprentice, Starkiller, to prove he's ready to help him take down the Emperor. That test involves eliminating several Jedi who survived Order 66. His first target is General Ram Kota, who used a private militia instead of clones and thus survived Order 66. Starkiller sets out aboard 
the rogue Shadow, with his new pilot, sexy Bond-esque girl Juno Eclipse, and his wacky murder droid Proxy in order to track Coda down. Starkiller boards a TIE fighter construction station in orbit around Nar Shaddaa. After defeating a large number of both militia and stormtroopers, Starkiller finds the general and defeats him in a fierce lightsaber duel. However, as he is about to be executed, Coda predicts that Vader won't always be Starkiller's master. He sees himself in Starkiller's future. But that's the last thing he sees since he gets blinded before being cast out of a burning space station. Vader, still not convinced of Starkiller's ability, turns him loose on the junk world of Raxus Prime, where he hunts down an insane Jedi Master who has constructed an army of junk monsters and titans. Starkiller ascends an enormous junk tower replica of the Jedi Temple to find Jedi Master Kasdan Paratus talking to scrap metal statues of the Jedi Council, saying that he will defend them. After defeating Kasdan Paratus, Starkiller insists that he is ready to confront the Emperor, but Vader rejects the idea. Instead, he orders his apprentice to undertake one final test before he can fulfill his destiny, sending Starkiller to hunt and kill former Jedi Council member Shakti. The third test takes place on the world of Felucia, a gargantuan landscape dominated by enormous mushrooms, plants, and the mouth of the oldest living Sarlacc. After fighting his way past Felucian natives trained by Shakti, who has sent her Padawan to hide in a Felucian graveyard, Starkiller makes his way past Rancors and Shaman to the mouth of the enormous Sarlacc. There he encounters the Jedi in question and defeats her, her Felucian allies, and the Sarlacc. Returning with another lightsaber to add to his connection and Shakti's ominous final words, the Sith always betray one another given time. Rigging in his ears, Starkiller returns to Vader's ship. Vader tells him they are ready to face the Emperor, who has just arrived. This turns out to be a trap, as it is quickly revealed, Sheeb knows all about Vader's secret apprentice. The Emperor orders Vader to kill him to prove his loyalty, and Vader seems to do so. And after impaling Starkiller on his lightsaber, throws him around the room and blasts him out of a window into space. But Starkiller awakens on board an enormous medical station, which Proxy has set on a collision course for a nearby sun. Vader instructs him to escape the facility and begin building an army of dissidents and rebels to distract the Emperor's attention and allow the two of them another opportunity to attack the Emperor by surprise. Vader claims this was his original plan all along and that it was necessary to do so so that he could avoid arousing suspicion from Sheev's spies. The old triple bluff, or quadruple bluff, it's really hard to keep track. Grudgingly accepting this for now, Starkiller fights his way past a huge number of guards only to find himself in the detention center where Juno Eclipse is being held. She has been branded a traitor by the Emperor for simply following orders and is being tortured. Upon seeing her, Starkiller realizes he can't leave her behind. He risks himself to free her, and they escape with Proxy in the Rogue Shadow. Starkiller then heads to Cloud City to find Master Ram Coda, still blind, but also still alive, and also wanted by the Empire, who turn up just after Starkiller does. 
Once he rescues Master Coda, Starkiller travels to Kashyyyk based on his information about an important contact in the Senate. Coda tells him that something very valuable to his contact is being kept on the Wiki homeworld, but does not say what it is. After battling troopers through a large, well-defended building, Starkiller is, Starkiller is surprised to discover that the something is Princess Leia, the daughter of Coda's contact, Bail Organa. Leia insists that she will only leave if he destroys the Skyhook transportation project being constructed under slave labor first. Starkiller murders the Imperial leader of the encampment, a hunter of Wookiees, destroys the Skyhook facility, and wins the freedom of the Wookiee nations. While there, he also finds a small hut that seems somehow familiar. Upon entering, he has several visions, including one of Vader fighting a Jedi he doesn't recognize, and a child looking on in horror. Back on the Rogue Shadow, Coda explains that Senator Organa, his contact, has vanished, having traveled alone to Felucia to look for Master Shakti. Starkiller, obviously knowing that Shakti is already dead, and that Organa is in a lot of danger, returns to find the planet has become corrupted by the dark side of the Force. He battles his way past dark pollutions and a large garrison of stormtroopers, but he can feel the presence in the presence of the dark side pulling him towards a Rancor graveyard, where he finds Organa being held captive by Shakti's now corrupted former apprentice, Miris Brood. After defeating both her and her pet, an enormous bull rancor, Starkiller spares Maris's life and she flees out into who knows where, vowing to renounce the dark side forever. Or at least we never hear from her again, so forever enough. Organa insists that open rebellion is too risky as the Empire is too strong. Starkiller, on Vader's instruction, heads back to Raxus Prime to to destroy an Imperial base now orbiting the planet as an, as an attempt to destroy the sim, one of the symbols of their power. Starkiller is finally realizing that the visions he saw on Kashyyyk are actually memories. He was the boy in the hut, watching while his father was killed by Darth Vader. He was stolen from his home and raised to be an assassin of the dark side. Knowing that he can no longer trust anything Vader says, he begins to think maybe he should be joining the Rebels in earnest rather than trying to set them up. Back on the ship, Proxy is trying to slice into the core, which is basically a giant computer brain running everything on the planet. Proxy is taken over by this intelligence, and when Starkiller goes to rescue him, Proxy takes the form of Darth Maul. But Starkiller defeats him and the Corps, destroying the base and bringing down a Star Destroyer in, o in order to cover his escape. But his only friend doesn't think he's worth saving since the Corps has wiped out his primary programming. Since that programming was trying to murder Starkiller, that doesn't seem like such a bad thing. Bale finally agrees to gather all of the others who would be open to rebellion, but... All of the others is just Mon Mothma and Garm Bel Iblis. He attempts to proclaim the beginning of a rebellion against the Empire in a meeting on Corellia. However, Organa's speech is cut short by the sudden arrival of Darth Vader and a bunch of stormtroopers who arrest everyone. 
Vader expresses his satisfaction at his apprentice's effort to bring all of the Emperor's enemies together where they could be arrested at once and then tries to still kill Starkiller again, this time at the edge of a mountain cliff. But before Darth Vader delivers the fatal blow, he is distracted by Proxy, allowing Starkiller time to drop off the ledge and escape. But Proxy is finally destroyed once and for all. After being brought back aboard the Rogue Shadow, he discovers that the Rebels are being taken to a giant space station where they will be presented to the Emperor. After fighting his way through a nearly completed Death Star, Starkiller confronts Vader as the captive Rebels and Sheev look on. Vader is defeated, and when Sheev attacks General Kota, Starkiller intervenes and takes all of the Sith Lightning into himself choosing to kill Sheev or at least bring their plans to an end rather than let the rebel leaders be destroyed. Sheev forced Lightning's Starkiller, now going as Galen, to death, but the rebel leaders are able to escape with a quick pickup by Juno. Once back on Kashyyyk, all of the rebel leaders gather in Galen's childhood home. Juno is obviously distraught over the death of Galen and only reluctantly joins them. She walks into the hut just in time for Leia to propose that they need a symbol, and she's chosen the Merrick family crest as that symbol, a symbol we know all too well. Having played The Force Unleashed a couple times all the way through, did we need this book? <laughs> I mean, do we need any of these books? Well, people love Starkiller. Still, I mean, I've got, I've got a figure of him on the way. Me too. And you know, one of the big Ahsoka theories that people wanted really bad was for Merrick to be Starkiller. Um, Instead, he was just dust. Yeah, (laughs) the book. Look, it, it's not awesome, but it, I don't think it can be. Like, it's trapped by being the video game. Like, you're going to have the three planets that you yeah. visit twice. Over and over, yeah. And then you're going to go to the last, the final level. Yeah, it's it's that familiar setup. It does. And, and I will note to anyone listening that this summary was taken from the Wikipedia game summary because there is no book summary because they are so similar. (laughs) I would say you need the book because at the time this has major, if if you take this, you you go back, you put yourself in the EU. This has major canon implications. This book, this story. And if, and if you're not a video game person, but you still want the story, then you got the book. You know, if you don't play games, you don't you don't like playing games. You're no good at games. I play I played Force Unleashed as well. Um, uh, I've only played through it once, but I played it when it came out. And so maybe there there's a there's a home for it in the sense that like it goes on your shelf with your other Star Wars books. It helps tell the story. Yeah, I think at the in time, the EU in yeah, the EU at the time, if the game was going to be canon. 
they needed the book to really make it canon. If you're going to make it canon that this is how the rebellion forms, this is how you get the signia, this is all these things, you know, yeah, you got to put it in writing. Um, Whether any of that thing, those things should happen is another story. (laughs) They shouldn't, but it, it also points out, I, one of the things that I kind of caught myself when you're playing the game, you know, there's long stretches and you're playing longer. And in the book, it kind of quickly goes through some of those levels. It'll be like, and as I was running down, I ran into some stormtroopers and some droids and I killed them. And then he just keeps going. Yeah. It does that a lot. But I thought one of the funniest things in the game that felt natural, but in the book, I was like, this makes no sense. Why is Juno into this guy? Like he is a straight, (laughs) like brooding jerk who like growls at her and doesn't talk to her and just like goes in his room and stares at his lightsaber for hours at a time. And she's like, I love you. (laughs) Like chicks love a good brood. I guess I, yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I, I I thought, you know, I read this book fairly quickly because I was running out of time, but I still, still reading it. I was like, I don't, I didn't get, I didn't get the, the, the relationship. Like it didn't, it didn't well, work for me. My initial question was rhetorical because there are a couple of key differences. And I went back and played some of the game and I actually watched a bunch of the cutscenes on YouTube so I could determine like, is there really a difference? And there are a couple of key things that I think are different. And I know that the relationship in the book is weak, but the relationship in the game is much, much weaker. Is it? It's in much, the, much weaker. In the game, I can forgive it. Like, in the game, it's just one of those things that happens. Yeah. Like, All right. <laughs> like, yeah. It's something that happens while I'm in between me lightning stormtroopers. I mean, first of all, the name Juno Eclipse sounds like they just plugged her, plugged in, like, give me, like, sexy girl named generator.com. <laughs> I like the name, actually. I like her name. But there's no reason for them to fall in love with the game besides that he's Sam Witwer and she's a sexy blonde girl. And, well, I mean, I guess that's reason enough. He hasn't, you know, he hasn't had a lot of girlfriends. They, well, and that's what I any. thought, too. Like, yeah, how awkward is this dude also that's been he by should himself be more his whole life? <laughs> yeah. He should be more awkward than he is. He should. He He's, he, he's, he's it's very clear in this book. It's told, they tell you he was raised by Darth Vader <laughs> and a murder droid and a murder droid, but he was raised by Darth Vader. He should be way more awkward <laughs> than he is. He shouldn't be making wise cracks. Do you like be, sand? Yeah. Like he should be, he should be very awkward and, and very like, I mean, I know this is after Phantom Menace, when this comes out, but like, you know, he should be Darth Maul like mm-hmm. in, in the fact, you know, and Darth Maul's not a guy that, you know, later on, but early on Darth Maul's not a guy you have a conversation with. He's yeah. He, a- he shouldn't know how to have a conversation, but then he also, he doesn't have a conversation with her. I mean, like pretty True. much the only thing this guy should ever say to her is I hate Jedi. Like that's it. <laughs> yeah. So, that's all he knows. Like, just full of hate. When do I get to stab Shakti and she can die for the fifth time? And then <laughs> poor, poor Shakti. She's died so many times. <laughs> they could, they, they could never decide how to kill her. Luke, Lucas could never figure it out. Over again. Lucas could never figure it out. He killed her off in 
killed her off in Revenge of the Sith, and they cut out the scene, and then yeah. Clone. Yeah, what else? They clue her in Clone Wars. Yoda has the vision of her getting stabbed by Anakin Saber. That's the canon version now. Yeah. Right. Had they confirmed it for a long time? They wouldn't say. They just oh, kind of really? gloss over. That it. was on Clone Wars, that, wasn't it? Yeah, it I thought be. if it was on the Clone Wars, it's canon. Yeah. There's another one though. There's a, I think a Grievous stabbed her somewhere. <laughs> yeah, she's she's died. Poor a couple of times. She's died a couple of times. The game itself. When I remember playing the game, the game is fun. Being able to do all this shit with the force lightning and throwing people around and 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 taking on ATSTs by yourself and eventually downing a star destroyer, all that stuff is fun. But he's too powerful. He's just too powerful. Like, why doesn't he just he could he, the whole book? He they keep talking about him, you know, his plans to take down the emperor, and I'm like, I believe it. He's I mean, so powerful. It's it, it doesn't match up with with what Lucas has shown us force users could do. Maybe maybe it's what force users should be able to do, and maybe it's well, a cooler he, vision of it. But When I replayed a little bit of it, uh, thank you, past Beth, for being smart enough to create lots and lots of save files, because I was able to go through and like pick up in different parts of the game that I'd played before. Like I picked up an ATST and crunched it up into a ball yeah. and threw it. I mean, Vader dies because the Emperor shoots him once with some lightning. Right. And not right. even like awesome Starkiller lightning where I'm eviscerating a room of stormtroopers. Like, no, just a little bit of lightning. Mm-hmm. Well, the Sith yeah. lightning, as the book calls it. And the book, it tones it down a little bit. A You're little not bit. as powerful as you were at. Well, but, but, part, but part of the reason for that is because they skip over the scenes where he kills 400 stormtroopers at once. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is they is they skip over the level, so we don't get to see that power necessarily, but it's there because he's just walking through. He, he he's never in danger. Oh God, I loved like I saw vivid memories of like walking into rooms and there just being tons of stormtroopers, and I'm like, all right, let's go, and like yeah. just yeah. lightning, and I'm throwing people in the ceiling, and yeah, throwing them <laughs> off, and it's fun, and mm-hmm. and it's totally fun. And then the lightning chain where the the lightning jumps from one guy to the oh. next, it's amazing. It is. And they tone, I think the biggest one they toned down, the Star Destroyer isn't exactly like it's in the game. Like this one, he kind of steers it and like slightly gets it off trajectory versus straight up ripping it out of the sky. Well, I I did notice that um, he, he, they even bring up that like he tilts it wrong at one point and starts to screw it up. And he's like, Oh shit. And then brings it back. Like, Oh, it is kind of like playing the game because he's about to fuck it all up and kill himself. Just like playing the game because that bringing down that damn star destroyer was the worst thing ever. But to me, to me, the, 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 the thing that always stuck in my craw about this game and the story and the reason why I didn't order a star killer figure it's because I don't have as fond of memories of this character is the whole him forming the rebel Alliance, his family crest becoming the crest of the rebellion, all of that stuff, man, that's some big decisions to make for this video game, you know? And, and it plays silly. It plays like it plays like Mon Mothma and Bell Iblis and Bill Organa are just kind of along for the ride. Yeah. 
and and it takes away all their agency in their in what they're doing and it makes it makes the rebellion palpatine's idea like or vader's idea or whatever it just it 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 always that that part of the, the the story always drove me nuts it takes away if you look at it from a canon perspective from luke too like yeah. having yeah. you know the return of the jedi like i mean what's mon, mon, mon mothma gonna say like cool buddy like you have a lightsaber you should meet this guy we had like two years ago (laughs) he was taking out whole armies of the empire can you do these things do you have lightning because that guy had lightning i i get i get where you're coming from from a story point of view i just my selling point on that game was not the story it was how much fun that was to you know pick up a wookie and throw him over a cliff and I was at what year was that game? Thirteen? No, no earlier than that. No, sorry, not thirteen. Um, two thousand eight or nine? Yeah, I want to say. I was at either Comic Con or Celebration. I think it was Comic Con, San Diego, when they like announced this game for the first time and showed footage from it for the first time. That's why I remember Hayden Blattman being the lead writer on it because he presented it and i remember him talking about they just wanted to go ham he is like we just wanted to sh- we just wanted to say what what the the title says the title the title means nothing in the co- context of the story the force unleashed doesn't really mean anything but for the video game it means they just wanted to take they wanted to take they just wanted to go ham and let you do whatever you wanted to do with the force and be and feel super powerful. And and I and I get that's the mission statement of the game. When you put it in book form though, it just it just feels like, man, this dude is powerful. <laughs> this dude is powerful. Starkiller is the spinal tap of the Sith. He just takes it to 11 all the time. <laughs> he, he's like the worst caricature. <laughs> like, you see, my force powers go to 11. <laughs> and his, and they do. His force powers do go to 11. <laughs> You're right. That's the best way to describe him. Podcast over. You got it. <laughs> I, one thing I liked where they were going with that doesn't pay off. It doesn't make sense with other things we've seen, though, is this idea that he talks about sometimes about that the light and the dark are a path that people are constantly on. And it's not good or evil. You're just always walking towards one or the other. Which, in theory, I think is a good way to look at it, and I like it. The problem is they don't follow through with it. Like, when he decides to be Galen and decides to go towards the light, he's still shooting force lightning. Like you shouldn't be able to do that. Like, yeah. you, I think it would be, and they couldn't do it because of the the game. But like, story wise, like if he made that sacrifice, like I've decided to go to the light, but I'm gonna lose all this power. Like that would have been a good all, all of my Sith powers. Yeah. yeah, that would have been a good plot point. I think would have made the book stronger. But otherwise, like. How powerful is it when he's like, oh, I'm Galen now. I'm wearing a Jedi robe. Still making with the murder, though. <laughs> like, I still just... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I still just my, wreck up the place. Yeah, I changed the color on my lightsaber, but it's that's all I've changed. Well, okay, so another big difference is in the book, 
Galen or Star Killer still is using General Coda's lightsaber. Now I know Coda's blind, but everything we know about Kyber crystals, you're telling me Coda can't sense that Star Killer's using his lightsaber? But Coda uh, knows. Coda says he knows. He says he's he suspected. Yeah. But remember though, this isn't a Kyber crystal. This is the yeah. lightsaber focusing crystal. This is before Kyber crystals. Oh, okay, you're right. You're right. But this I mean, is, still, he old, wouldn't like. Old cannon. He holds it at one point. He couldn't daredevil that thing and be like, <laughs> "Well, these indentions on the hilt sure do fit my fingers well." <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. But uh, but yeah, I, I did notice there was some some uh, antiquated ideas as far as how lightsabers are made and stuff in it that don't hold water anymore. Um. Because of the kyber crystal thing. I didn't find... I mean, Juno's okay. Coda's okay. But, like, it wasn't... I didn't find the crew nearly as interesting as, say, the crew of the Mantis. The oh, Mantis, yeah. right? Well, no. They're, yeah, they're, um, they're not... They're not as good characters. They're not as well fleshed but, out. But, it's, but we're in similar... We're in similar territory here. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we got, we got a we got a guy going around doing missions. And he's got his team in, back in the ship. You know, one's a Jedi who's given up on it. Right. Yeah, exactly. One's an old Jedi, you know. So uh, there are there are similarities between this and the Fallen Order games, but um, uh, the Jedi Survivor games. But uh, yeah, I just I I don't know. I found it was it was interesting because it I hadn't played the game in so long that it reminded me of the game and it reminded me like the things I didn't like about the game more than it reminded me of the things I did like. I was surprised reading it, the proxy stuff, you know, with the holograms and fighting it, doesn't come off in the book as bad as I thought it would. In the game, it's great. Yeah. And when I knew it was coming in the book, I was like, this is not going to read well. But becoming these masters and all this stuff, but it yeah. it was actually all right. Yeah, it read okay. Well, I mean, pro- I like the proxy. The other big difference that I saw in between the book and the game was in the game, when Starkiller goes into Rex Prime for the second time to fight the, you know, all the droids, Proxy just decides it's a good time to try and kill him. But in the book, they have him taken over by the core, who's downloading all the data from Proxy about the rebels and the mission. And right. everything Starkiller's doing. And in the book, that gives that sequence a lot more stakes. Right. Whereas in the right. game, it's just like, oh, it's another fight with Proxy at a bad time. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I didn't remember that. Yeah. It's just only because I played some of it and watched a bunch of the cutscenes and stuff. So that was the only other thing that I noticed that was really hugely different from the game and i i really liked that inclusion of it because it gives it a little more pathos and it builds a little more personality because star killer then realizes like wait i can't leave my droid behind i gotta go save my droid not just because he's about to get all this information but because that's my buddy i'm surprised they haven't gone back and revisited though the idea of vader having a, a secret apprentice in new canon but I guess they're just waiting or I guess there's no room for it. Yeah. Where would you, where, where would you put it? <laughs> yeah. Not with the comics. Like yeah. there's no, there's no time. I am not a big fan of 
Sith secret apprentices. Yeah. I mean, they should all be kind of secret, but yeah, I, I don't mind Sheev keeping, you know, side bitches. <laughs> I don't mind like, having like, like Dooku. assassins. Like, and... well, but he had like Dooku on the side and stuff, you know. Wait. Yeah, he's always got a side piece. But if yeah. you know, if Sheev's allowed to have side pieces, then so is so is Vader. No, and that's the idea. That's that's the idea. I mean, that's but... the whole Sith way of living is i mean the the book the book does open with a very stark line right where it says like darth vader's secret apprentice was ready or whatever it starts off with the very first line of the book you're like okay all right we're 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 putting our cards up front here well and that actually reminds me of one other difference is the game starts with an opening crawl the game starts on kashyyyk throwing wookies around this Mm. book has no opening crawl and the Wookiee tossing doesn't happen until the middle of the book when Starkiller's having his visions of Galen. Uh, Wookiee tossing. That was my favorite scene in Wall Street. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So I thought it was an interesting choice to put the cut scenes from the very opening of the game into the middle of the book. And I guess technically it could make sense because otherwise, if you haven't played the game and you're only reading this book, it is a surprise to find out that this is Starkiller is Galen. And I Has guess he written anything else? Um, Sean Williams wrote a story for, uh, from a certain point of view, for Jedi. And he wrote an Old Republic book. I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he, well, also wrote, he also wrote for the New Jedi Order. I'm not crazy about the way this book is written, but I don't know that it's the author's fault. No, it's an, it's an assignment job. I mean, right. we had we had some of the same problems with Battle Scars, right? Sam yes. Maggs had a little more leniency, but Battle Scars also felt like a game at times. Right. Not, not as much, because it wasn't constrained by actually being an adaptation of the game. But it's still used a lot of the trappings of the games. What had to. Yeah. So so this is kind of stuck in that same same thing. But uh, I think, I've, I mean, I know I've read his other stuff because I've read all of the New Jedi Order. So he definitely, he definitely read some of his other stuff. But I can't tell you anything about it because New Jedi Order is just a big blob <laughs> for me. Yeah. <laughs> Chewbacca dies. And then there's, and then Jason Solo dies, and then there's the end. Or Anakin Solo dies, mm-hmm. and then there's the end. That's all I remember from New Jedi Order. Yeah, I, I've read some of those books, and I can't even tell you which ones I've read and which ones I haven't. There's there's a lot of them. Yeah. Spoilers: We're not going to read those. <laughs> you say that eventually. <laughs> eventually, to the New Jedi Order. Eventually, we might get the Vector Prime at least. Ten years from now, we're going to be like, oh, crap, we're going to have to read the new Jedi Order. Yeah. Look, if we have to get to Vector Prime, I quit. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's a good out. That's, that's a good. That's a good out. So.
so Ryan, what are we reading next time? So on the next episode, we're going to start our celebration of the prequels for the year with the old Anakin Jedi trial book uh, by David Sherman and Dean Craig, where we get to see old Anakin become a knight. Jedi trials, right? It's called. Yep. Jedi trials. Trial. Trial no, or trials? Trial. Oh, okay. oh, okay. I thought it was trials. I think it's no. trials. No, I've got it. I just pulled it up on my Kindle before we started. You right. I'm, half, I'm halfway through it and I am enjoying it. I kind of want a story of a Jedi that just goes through the normal trials. <laughs> like, <laughs> what, not are ex- what are the normal trials? I don't even know what the normal <laughs> trials are because I've never gotten to see one. That's because you. That's because you got to read a book. That's because that would require a book that takes place during boring times. Yeah, I want to read some boring book where just a Padawan goes through the regular trials and he goes and works in the library. I'm just <laughs> curious to know what they are. We saw him kind of in Jedi Lost, right? Or heard them? I don't remember. I don't Don't Because don't we hear part of... No, well, do we get the trials? No, we just get the... Where you pick your Padawan like kickball. <laughs> Maybe they don't show, though. <laughs> oh, that's sad. Nobody ever picked me at kickball. All right. Well, thank you guys for joining us. And thank you all. We will talk to you very soon. Roger, roger.